Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Rescue Bots podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm thinking of a white Christmas, which has already passed, although there wasn't really that much snow on Christmas. Although, Happy New Year should be yesterday, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm David. Yes, and, and we need you. We need you. We need you for the new recruits. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought of that song in forever. <laughs> uh, I think regularly due to my frequent uh, reminiscences of the movie Down Periscope. Oh. Frequent, frequent reminiscences about Down Periscope. I saw that movie in the theater. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you've mentioned that before. That That's so weird. I, I only think of it in relation to uh, the Muppets. The Muppet? Uh, did the village people appear on the Muppet show? Oh, that song did. Ah. I don't, I don't remember if the village people themselves were there. Uh, so, th- yes, this is The New Recruits, first aired April 25th, 2015, and written by show favorite Margaret Scott. Yay! It's important. There's new characters, so they got to get one of the, the big writers in. Yes. Because we, we are starting a, a, a an arc here, which is pretty wild. Ooh. Yeah. An arc? Continuity. A kids show? It's, it's like a secret three-parter. Gasp. Gonna take us far into January. That's right. And it opens much like many other episodes. We're, we're on Wayward Island. It's, it's Graham, it's, uh, Cody, and it's Frankie. And, uh, we're on Wayward Island. Uh, because there's recently been an earthquake, and they're gonna see if, uh, they're gonna check on the sensors they have there. So, Frankie mentions, uh, that it wasn't very much of an earthquake because it really just knocked over a, a lawn chair. And that reminded me of a few years ago when, not when I was in the DC area, but the DC area had a small earthquake and someone posted a, a photo of a lawn chair, like, fallen, fallen down and it said, like, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, East Coast earthquakes tend to be like you've heard of them, but you probably slept through them, and you you feel yeah you feel a little, and then you're like oh yeah I guess there was an earthquake. Yeah, there was one. So I'm pretty sure that one was a kid, cracked the the Washington it. Monument a little bit, and they had to oh. close it for a little oh. while. But uh, but mostly it was just knocked over some lawn chairs and <laughs> never forget. I think there was like a like an eagle superimposed over it or something. <laughs> it was pretty great. Uh, and uh, and they do recall that hey, uh, do you remember that we found uh, notable unfrozen caveman Ira around here? Yay! Yes. Of the many things that we have found on Wayward Island, but. That's the one that's gonna come up. That's the one, like, yeah. when, there's, back when, when there'd be a new episode of Game of Thrones, and the previously on recap would have something that happened, like, five seasons ago that hadn't been mentioned since, and you would be like, that yeah. plot thread is coming back. Oh yeah, hey, that character's coming back, I'm guessing, to die. It's Uncle Benjen! Hey. Uncle Benjen's back! Oh, yeah, the guy from the prologue. Yes. 
Yeah, who knew that the Unfrozen Caveman episode would turn out to be so important? I know, right? Yeah, well, it, because it, it felt kind of important at the time, and then what we thought was a loose end that would come back immediately did not, but it is coming back now, like six episodes later. I mean, later. it's not like it's five seasons later or anything. No, it's not a lot later. Like Uncle it, it's Benjamin. just that this feels late for the middle. Uh, like, it's it's past the middle of the season, isn't it? Uh, this is episode 18, so yes, we are speeding towards the conclusion of the season. Yeah, it, it, it feels weird that, that we are getting new recruits now. Well, I guess the question is, are they going to be sticking around? That is uh, a good okay, question. That is a good question. But if, as you said, we're investing multiple episodes into them, like, maybe they are. Yeah, maybe. At the very least, we're selling some toys. Yeah, selling toys, but again, it feels like it should be, maybe not at the beginning of the season, you, like you set up the caveman first to introduce the possibility. Although I mean, we brought in High Tide, and he's a new character. That's true. He's yeah. sticking around. He's just not in mm. every episode, because we're not at sea in every episode. Yeah, he's more, like, setting specific. If there's water episode, he is there. Like Depth Charge. Yes. That's so right. Depth Charge was really <laughs> yeah. in a lot of episodes. He was great. I love the to race. It, it, it's like how uh, in G1 they only needed uh, Skyfire when they had to go somewhere. Oh, man. And they then, were like, then oh, they replaced I guess him he's dead. And they're like, times. crap, we gotta go somewhere. <laughs> so they went and dug him out of the ice. And occasionally, like, there was one or two episodes where Cosmos filled that role, but mostly it was eventually Skylinks doing that all the damn time. Well, and oh, Omega Supreme. I think only Just once, don't though. ask where the rest of him came from. I really like when they would go to, like, a completely different planet and magically all of his base stuff is suddenly there. Yeah, people always question, like, where Prime's trailer comes from. Where does the rest of Omega Supreme come from? <laughs> does it go inside him? Where does 80% of him come from? And that's the thing, because there's so much of it that it couldn't, it couldn't just go inside him. It's, yeah. It's, it's a big I mean, question. they're in, like, one of his arms. The, your entire body can't fit into your arm. Not even his entire arms, just his forearms. It's four, yeah, it's four. Well, they could fold up a little bit, but still, you have to be able to fit a bunch of robots in there and all of him in there. Basically, you have him standing in the background without his arms on. <laughs> <laughs> if they have a scene inside yeah, him, yeah, like which actually would be really. Why funny. would his consciousness even be in his forearms? Like these are big questions of Transformers. Maybe a spark is in his claw. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so, so, so. Anyway, uh, you know, they they decide to you know check in on this cave where they found him to see if he's in there. He is not in there, but uh, they see the same spacecraft that they found at the end of the caveman episode. Well, they they didn't see it, but the audience no, saw no, it. No, we saw it. Although it 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 almost looks different, but it's probably just from a different angle, and it, it's huge. When I didn't think it was that big. And it, it seems that it is, yeah, so we, we call in the, the bots, and it's, they find out, they, it turns out that it's way older than their ship. Yeah, it's like, did they, was it 10,000? 10, 10,000 10, years old. It's time for unfrozen caveman Autobots. Yes. It's, at least it's not 4 million, but then again, I don't want to figure out, like, when 
man was first in North America again, because I think I looked that up for the caveman episode, and I don't want to go back. I think 10,000 years works okay for that. I guess. Anyway, so, uh, you know, they they get there, you know, they try and they, they find the black box, but it's kind of messed up. And there are indeed two guys in pods. <gasps> Unfrozen caveman Autobots. <laughs> Stasis pods! So, we have title drop! Well, not yay! actually title drop. Podcast. <laughs> so yeah, they they crack one open, and it is a purple guy who turns out to be Blur. Blur is purple. What? Also, He's blue. I like. We already got a blue guy. We see yeah, oh. we see the stasis pods there. And then the opening credits conveniently explain what the significance of this is, because then we see the actual cast members in those protoform designs. And so you know, oh, that's a protoform, without them having to explain that. Yeah, the single-colored protoform is growing on me in this show. I like my sister saying that, that why why are they naked? (laughs) Yes, and well, they're I, very I do much pre- naked. I appreciate that they do have Cybertronian models, at least. Yes. Yeah. Big Thundercats energy. Yes. <laughs> and uh, Blur here, voiced by uh, Max Middleman, uh, perhaps best known as the titular One Punch Man. Oh. What? Oh. Interesting. I guess I... Wait, have I even seen the dub of that? No, maybe I saw like the first episode on Cartoon Network or something. He's done a lot of anime, um, uh, but One Punch Man is the thing that jumped out at me because I have heard of that. Well, yes, <laughs> like I, I, I recognize that reference. He's that bold guy. Yeah, yeah, the one who looks like Charlie Brown. Yes, yes, the one who looks like Charlie Brown. But well, Krillin is bald as a superhero. I know Krillin absolutely looks like Charlie Brown. <laughs> what else has he been in that I've heard of? Uh, let's see. He's in. A, he's in a Final Fantasy of some sort. Oh, he's in Persona Five as one of the characters. But I need to get back to that game. I'm. He's on that Miraculous really, Ladybug I'm, show. He's in Hunter X Hunter. Oh, he's Red Thirteen. Oh, in the new Final Fantasy. So I, uh, I, I assume Hunter X Hunter is like. A, a sequel to the eighties cop show Hunter, but there's a, a different Fred Dryer who has to fight Fred the the main Fred Dryer. Oh, that's who Marilyn is. Uh, yeah, sure. No, it, it's a new series. Well, newer series by the guy that did Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay, I've heard of that. I think it's <laughs> called Hunter Hunter. The X isn't pronounced at all. Oh, the X is silent. Yeah. <laughs> Anime loves the X, and either it's it's silent, it's cross, or it's verses or something. It's never X whenever it's in an anime, oh. unless what about it's the like turn X, which I still have strong well, opinions about. Well, that's just an X upside down. Yes, yes, it is. How about uh, so? 
So does that mean they call them the the versus men or the cross men? Oh, the cross men <laughs> or the pause men. <laughs> cross they men do, actually sound, sound good. They do oh. really like their uh, religious imagery. Cry for the moon, everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah. Oh yeah, uh Marilem is uh the cell of Hunter Hunter. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's basically the, the, the creator's take on, on Cell from Dragon Ball. Okay. Just look him up. He looks like a distaff cell. He's actually really cool though, but and my favorite arc that he's in. Anyway. So, so yeah, they wake Blur up, and almost right from the start, this guy is clearly real sketchy. <laughs> yeah, like, my first impression is, wait a minute, he's purple. Is he a Decepticon? I mean, that would be weird for this show. Yes. But the idea of reforming a Decepticon, who is just a protoform, would be cool. Yes. But he is highly sketchy. He is, uh, he is our token evil teammate. Yes, and, and he's purple. He's an odd shade of purple. It's good color. I like it. Oh, oh. It turns out, well, last month on our Patreon episode was, uh, our Patreon episode 69. Nice. It turns <laughs> out last episode of Rescue Bots was episode 69 of Rescue Bots. Ah. <laughs> that, was a, yeah. that was a pretty nice episode. Really good episode. Wait, was this the really gay episode? Yes, yes, it was. Okay. Nice. So, nice. so now also, we're gonna have to figure out what the 420th episode of Transformers was. <laughs> also, I I see that in two uh, years we're gonna come up on that. Blur's voice actor was also in Tactics Ogre Reborn, which just today I was being very angry that the Switch version was on a really good sale on Amazon up until I was about ready to be able to buy it after Christmas, and oh, then it was like, yeah. ha ha, hope you like the collector's market sucker. Uh, also yeah. in that game, Frank Todaro. Oh. Our buddy Frank. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm a so, little salty so, about that right now. Oh yeah, I know. So so Blur does not really talk like uh John Mashita Jr., but he is very fast. Uh he won the Cybertronian five hundred. Yes. Oh, is there that uh, that uh, rival race Engine. to the Velocitron five hundred? Was a weird noise in the background. I mean, I, I guess you got the you know one is like the Indy five hundred, the other is like the Daytona five hundred. I guess. Yeah. Also, like he does he he has some kind of accent. Is it a Southern accent? Well, salvage. Well, not blur. The other. Yeah, we're about well, to no, get like, the. Well, they both have an accent. It, it's just that it doesn't creep in quite as much with blur. Like give yeah, space, salvage Sam. definitely has an accent. Give him space. It's it's like a gentle kind of southernish accent on salvage. Hmm. Like uh, I'll kind of like um, uh, what's his name? Uh, kind of more of an Andy Griffith. Yeah, it's very Appalachian mountain man, right? As opposed to like an Ironhide. Every time I look into a monitor, monitor prime, my circuit sizzle. It's it's a very right, like subtle. A, it's a very subtle accent. Yeah, Ironhide is definitely a Lenore Zahn doing rogue on the '90s X Men cartoon <laughs> kind of accent. Yes. <laughs> because Peter Cullen also born in Canada. <laughs> oh. 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 Oh, Canada. Anyway, we, we have woken up these two naked robots who are naked for half the episode. Right. So, so yeah, there was, I guess there was a meteor storm and 
Yeah, Blur is very sketchy about this uh, this meteor storm that he he claims to have saved uh, the caveman and the other cavemen. So well, they, yeah, remember the, the Ira the caveman was pulling a King Kong because he was annoyed at meteors in his episode. Right. Also, and they Blur had like a, is a hugger. He is going yes. around hugging everybody else, and they are not thrilled. Chase no. is like, please do not do that. Yeah. And so we so we, we revive Salvage, who is one of uh, Transformers' many gentle lummoxes. Yes. Yeah, it's like, but we now already we got, have Boulder. Now we got two on this show. I mean, this guy's got his own sort of eccentricity, which we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, yes. but it's like... This this is the continuity crowded with the most big lovable boys. It's like we have Boulder, now we have Salvage. There's Bulkhead over in the side series. Uh-huh. Prime. And of, and of course Grimlock. Yes. On Robots of Disguise. Oh yeah. Which is going to tie in with this in a couple seasons. He's a big lovable lug but in a different way. Yes. In a more violent way. And in, I mean I mean Prime Bulkhead was also pretty violent. Wants to yeah. smash stuff. Grimlock yes. just wants to smash stuff. Well, he's a, he's in more of a himbo. Yeah, I can see that. So, and conveniently for Blur's story, uh, Salvage doesn't remember anything. Yes. Convenient amnesia. Thanks yes. to a cracked stasis pop. Mm-hmm. So you know they get out of there. They head back. Uh, head back to Griffin Rock. And there, there's a recycling bin on there, and Salvage is fascinated by it. He's like, "Oh yes, the boat. Oh, that, this is where humans keep their valuables." Yeah, it, it's weird, but it's it's a nice way to introduce his personality quirk yes. of collect. Um, like he's a collector, much like uh, much like Oscar the Grouch, he loves trash. <laughs> yes, he's. But he's also kind of like MacGyvery about it. Yes. Yeah. It, it. He's one man's trash is another man's treasure is his motto. Yes. I love him. I love him so and much. I say some, as like, I 19... as I lug another curbside CRT TV up the stairs to my apartment. I love him. There. There's like a 1986 mini bot who has this kind of personality. I think is it. Is uh, it tailgate? Maybe, like it that. might be tailgate. Like, or pipes, oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Their personality in the cartoon was getting stomped into the ground by Trypticon and then never acknowledged yes. again. Oh, apparently it is pipes. Okay. Oh, pipes. I, I think it's popped up in other... Who, who has a personal pipes. museum of nose hair trimmers <laughs> and, uh, and the like. And we'll gladly talk for hours about each prized find. Which is weird because he's the guy who's kind of like in charge of the mini-bots in Five Phases of Darkness. Yeah, oh. I mean, as much as any of them are. Rearranging his staplers on his desk. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that is that is kind of Salvage's deal. Uh, so he is, uh, he is generally the gallant to Blur's goofus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is fair and accurate. So, so, and meanwhile, uh, they've, they've also taken this black box, uh, with them. Blur sees it on deck, and, and once it's, once he's out of sight of everything, he kind of starts nudging it off the boat. Yeah, this guy has big hiding something energy. Yeah, which is another thing, like, he was trying to nudge it off the boat when, when, like, 
chased like he got a call from Optimus or something. It, it, but it, he gets called away too, so he almost didn't knock it. He was so close to knocking it overboard, but it didn't happen. Which again was more like, "Wait, is this guy actually a Decepticon?" <laughs> I mean, I, mean it, I figure it's Rescue Bot, so he couldn't have done anything too bad. No, it wouldn't be like he was a murderous Decepticon, but just being no. a Decepticon because he's purple. <laughs> and I'm so used to you're oh, just suspicious of him because he's purple. No, I I like purple Decepticons. It's just that, like, how many dis- purple Autobots are there? I can only think of one. It is um, kind of a blurple purple, though. Uh, Skid Z from uh, Robots in Disguise. Oh, okay, there's maybe two. I was just thinking of Impactor, and he, he's only partially purple. Yeah, he's he, and and also he's kind of nominally a bad guy, a good guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the edges of being an Autobot. Yes. But there, there are, you get the odd purple Autobot. I mean, there's probably a couple of Minicons somewhere in oh, there. Oh, sure. It is rare, and it is a thing I wish there was more of. Or, oh, oh, wait, I think one of the movie guys, the, um, the one that's decoed, like, the Creeper's car. I don't know anything about any movie guys. The Creeper's wait, the... The, the guy that had the, the Romeo and Juliet card. He had Ew. a rally car that was in the movie. Oh, yes, you're right. That guy, that, yes, that, that guy is purple. There was a, a skids in his yes. deco that I, I kind of love yes. that toy, but I can't remember the name. It's like probably Rollbar or some throwaway thing. It, I think it is Rollbar. It's a nice deco. I stuck a Decepticon sticker <laughs> on it. I, uh, I did that I like, with, like with Alternity. Alternative Starscream. I don't even know why I bought Alternative Starscream, but I was like, he looks oh. like he should be an Autobot. I'm putting an Autobot symbol on him. <laughs> the end. He is now an Autobot. I mean, I mean Starscream does have very Autobot colors. Uh, yeah, I mean, red, he's white, all... and blue. He's American. Yes, he's <laughs> a good, proper American. My nephew apparently just oh, like yeah. really hates Starscream, so that's fun. Yeah, the alternative one is it, it, the gray on that is really white, so he does look more like an yeah. Autobot. Oh. He looks very Autobot-y. Anyway, I apologize for all the clicking and clacking going on from my audio. It is uh, it's victory saber. I feel that I have to announce because I'm an asshole. Clicking and clacking is often left in because we do play <laughs> toys during episodes quite often. I just want to say. What? It's only when it's like mine is uh, too loud. Oh, I thought uh, click and clack were left in because we wanted to deliver uh, automotive advice in uh, extremely <laughs> thick Massachusetts accents. Yes, man, we need some Autobots to homage them. Well, they, they already did that in that movie Cars. Like, oh, well, that's not a Transformers uh, I, movie, though. Who I think are voiced by the what? actual guys. Probably, that's pretty great. One of whom is sadly now deceased. Yeah. Oh, Car Talk! That's what... I've heard of this Car Talk forever, but since I don't give a shit about cars, I never actually <laughs> listen. The thing is, neither do I, but it was a really fun show. <laughs> it was a very fun show. Also, I do kind of care a little bit about cars. Well, that that is true with like some things that I, I watched, like YouTube videos or series. And it's like, I'm never going to play this game or watch this movie, but it's enjoyable to hear someone talk about it. But Cars just is like another level that even when I was into talk radio, it did not appeal to me. Also, they were big champions of my beloved Volvo 240s. Yes. <laughs> the important thing is, don't drive like my brother. 
<laughs> Don't drive like Wait, my they brother. They started in 1977? What? They were around forever. Jeez. I definitely, I like, that. listened to them in the car with my parents when I was a kid, so. Oh, yeah, I was listening to them with my dad, who who, who was a car guy. I figured they were, like, started in the 90s. Oh, no, no, no. no. Were, like, also, I just, want to, I just want to say for the record that my Victory Saber does not have any QA problems that I have noticed. Huzzah. So I Yay. am very cool and special. Oh, I, I have a quality uh, a problem about my uh, red shockwave. Oh, well, no. Apparently it is by design. He comes with four hands, but they're all right hands. I cannot give him animation error two-hand shockwave. <laughs> I'm a little gun. surprised they didn't give him, like, the, the hand holding himself as a gun. Yeah, oh, he comes wow. with a gun, but the gun is Megatron. Oh, that's boring. Fuck that part up. I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's not like Super 7 who will do all those crazy things and more. But I get the red because they're cheaper. And they're about the right size. So anyway, they get back to, uh, to shore and who's waiting for them but old Optimus Prime who's gotta meet, <laughs> greet the new recruits. Yep. Gotta bring him in to say hi to everybody. Yeah, so, you know, you can, you can, you can stay on Earth but you're, you're going to need to scan some alternate mode, so let's go to this car museum. Of course they have a car museum. I mean, it, of course they have a car museum on the island, but it's also, it's like, this feels like something we should have visited before. Yeah. I guess it just didn't come up. But it's like accident at a car museum. Someone makes a, a thinking car, and we have a Night Rider parody episode. Something? They're already yeah. thinking cars. Yeah. I know, but it, it feels like a setting that would be fun to visit multiple times. You do like a Christine thing where the car's evil? Yes. Because it's in Maine. Or like anyway, Morocco so was there one time stealing a car from 1910. He's still in Hitler's car. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the Bonnie and Clyde car. I was going to yeah, say, that, no, Dr. Like Oz needed that for a photo op. That was a real thing that happened. <laughs> although Bonnie and Clyde's car on a kid's cartoon. That would be dark. That's true. There, although, although there is a comic book in which uh, Sector 7 encounters Bonnie and Clyde and their Decepticon car. <laughs> well, that would explain why they put so many bullets in it later. It was a Decepticon. That's kind of a fun series, actually. That's adorable. Yeah. That, that is the same uh, series in which the... Uh, uh, the Autobots team up with Herbert Hoover <laughs> Ooh. and his and his badass wife. <laughs> it's it's very silly. Anyway, so immediately, of course, Salvage is taken with this magnificent vehicle, a garbage truck. I'll be like a treasure chest on wheels. Yay! <laughs> He's so good. This man loves garbage so much. It's amazing. He is such a good boy. It, it is amazing how they found a way to make another boulder-like character with a twist that makes him really charming. Yes. And, of course, Blur takes a race car, which is a very little utility. Yes. Yeah, absolutely none, basically. Yes. And so, you know, Prime takes off. He's all, you know, heat wave, train these guys. Also, make, you know... When Blur comes out in his vehicle mode, he then immediately speeds towards everyone in what is apparently cut-to-commercial levels of peril. 
So yes, good job, Blur. <laughs> Thanks. Just gonna run everybody down. And uh, apparently, Blades is frightened enough that he sw- uh, accidentally swallows his swash plate. <laughs> Which is an actual part of the helicopter. Oh, oh, it is. Wait, it, doesn't that go over the tail rotor? I th- it's something like that. There, there's like a helicopter minicon named a swash plate. Hmm. Oh. Wait, anyway, so, you know, know Blades is concerned, of course, that he is going to be replaced, even though neither of these guys can fly. <laughs> and then Heatwave is all, well, you know, Salvage seems okay, but this Blur guy... He might be a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like oh, Swashplate, I, I have two of him Ooh. because I had to get two of them because he was the favorite toy of my old cat, Cole. Oh. He loved to knock him off of counters. So I had to get a spare <laughs> because I knew eventually he would knock them so hard he would go under a couch or something. Aww. <laughs> Oh, he loved that little guy. Yeah. Like, like, listen, Prime, if we do a zombie episode, he's definitely going to be the guy who gets bitten and doesn't tell the rest of us. Oh, my God, oh he my would. God. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, that's him. That's him. Oh. He is the, the kid in the cartoon who complains and disagrees about everybody and the... Morality police at the network are like that character always has to be wrong. Yes, he's he's the Eustace of uh, Voyage of the Don Treader. Yes, uh, yes. Okay, this guy is stealing some cursed gr- dragon treasure. He oh. absolutely is. No. That was Eustace, right? Huh? Or is it Eustace yeah, in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Because this guy is also going to sell out the team for some Turkish delight. Yeah, he's. It's been a while, but yes, I believe Eustace is the one in Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Okay, I can't think of the guy who turns into the dragon. Anyway, no, maybe it's Edward so, who sells oh, everyone out Ed, for Turkish delight, Ed, or Edmund, maybe Edmunds. That's a very They're, Game of Thrones name. They're all incredibly British people. Yes, because you know it. It it was British. Okay, so uh, so so Cody takes uh, Salvage out to the uh, to the junkyard, where of course he loves it. Mm. And then Cody's also got a harmonica because he either wants to become a hobo or possibly Neil Young. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, he's he's a very young Neil. It. it is a character trait that feels like it should have popped up before, but like harmonica seems very appropriate to the mountain man as a robot that loves garbage. Yeah, I mean, he, this if you ever had a robot hobo, it would be salvage guy who loves garbage and playing the harmonica. Well, <laughs> I love him so much. Not to bring up the movies again, but didn't we have that in one of the movies? The the junk yeah, man. It was Steve Buscemi. Yeah, Steve oh, Buscemi. Yeah. He did have a harmonica though. He had so much on it. Oh, he looked like the, those old women Muppet things in Labyrinth. Only oh, yeah, he did. Yes. I forgot uh, they were Day called. Trader was his name. 
Ah, yeah. that, that's why I forgot. If, if you want to buy Starscream's head, he's your man. <laughs> yes. yes. Poor Starscream. Anyway, so, so yeah, he uh, he loves it there. And then, uh, I, I guess Blur can't be that evil because Servo likes him. And as we all know, dogs do not like evil people. This is, well, this hmm. is true. Unless they're evil dogs. But good dogs do not uh do not like evil people. Also, I found that uh uh Blades' whole concern about being replaced was very much like you'll be killed off like in Transformers the movie because you're being replaced with better toys. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, like who is it that, is it he the one that brings up the old bots home? Yes. Which is an interesting concept. But yes, what that made me uh, think of was all the characters who die in Transformers the movie because they're better toys. And of course, given how much, you know, Salvage loves being in this scrapyard and how much he loves junk. Oh clearly somebody has to introduce this guy to Denny Clay. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! It's like, yeah, seeing him in the junkyard just building stuff is like, oh, was, Denny would love him so that, much. That was one of the things that I thought was that this is the most relatable character to me since Denny Clay. <laughs> <laughs> like, leave these guys alone with each other for like an hour, and by the time the hour is up, Salvage will somehow have made himself a gigantic Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Out of a tent. Yeah, like so, you know, he just uh, you know put a bunch of tarps together, and there it was. Yeah. So, and meanwhile, I guess they've got they've still got this. I think we've seen this gigantic obstacle course out back of the firehouse before. Yes, yes, because I have been way bigger, astonished by it. Previously. Yes. Yeah, well, originally it was like it was just a little racetrack with like a, a slight jump, but then there was a little bit more. Now it's a whole Hot Wheels racetrack <laughs> park thing. Why? Like what, what kind and of slides permits into... were necessary to build this? Oh, I guess we'll have to get those permits from the police. Oh, that's me. Oh, permit signed. <laughs> it, this is so elaborate, it feels like they should have built like this. Th- th- like their firehouse should have been like next to an old like amusement park. That they converted into this racetrack. It's uh, ridiculous. There's there's a giant spinning, rolling loop to loop thing. Yep. That yes. How much energy are you using to operate that thing? I I, I definitely remember that it had the loop to loop previously because I was very upset <laughs> about why. How does that even function at you know normal vehicle size? And, you know, Blur, yeah, of course, Blur is very fast, but Heatwave is better at the obstacles, so he ends up in the lead. But then, oh, oh no, Blur is actually hurt, so Heatwave (gasps) has to stop before he gets to the finish line and help him. But it turns out he was faking so he could win. Oh, man. Yeah, like, right before the finish line, that that was amazing cheesiness. Also, Heatwave, he he tells Heatwave that he needs to hurry up or we'll have to change his name to Stoplight, which I thought was pretty <laughs> pretty good burn. Uh. So, anyway, you know, Salvage and Cody are back. Salvage has built himself his own harmonica out of junk. Yes! Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can appreciate some harmonica music, but harmon- like a, a harmonica the size 
of what he would need, that would just be too much harmonica. No, there's yeah, no the, such the, the thing. The sound resonance on that should change when it's the size of a piano. Like that, that's peeling the flesh off your bones, the sound from that harmonica. <laughs> so it, also, well, it, I would question it is liquefying how a, your teeth. How a robot without like soft lips can even blow into a harmonica, especially when they do not need air to breathe in and out. And yet, well, just go back to Transformers the movie and we have trumpets players, so... Well, I'm also going to say, how do you know he doesn't have soft lips? Yeah. Uh, Well, because he has, like, a a bulkhead jaw. Yeah, I guess that's true. He's got two big tusks on the bottom. That that shouldn't quite work. I mean, presumably it, it doesn't, it's not exactly the same as a harmonica, but he can somehow, like, hook it into his vocorder device to make harmonica noises. Yeah, he shouldn't need to build one. It should be part of it. Whatever. Transformers anatomy is always a fraught possibility. <laughs> yes. But anyway, it, it is once more the time for rescuing, because uh, Griffin Rock's resident speed demon Don, the guy who kind of looks like Burt Reynolds... <laughs> has crashed into a crane, which is probably going to fall on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he needs to, like, not go quite so fast. Yeah. Maybe he shouldn't so. speed so much. Crashing into a crane. Yeah, so they, uh, so they get there, and Blur absolutely screws everything up. He pulls the car out, which makes the crane fall off. He... At one point, the crane is going to fall on him, and he gets out of the way, leaving uh, Dawn to be crushed. Yeah, Blur is not good at rescuing. He's just... No. He's not, not cut out for rescuing. They really just have to talk him into everything. But and then they, when he starts doing anything, he does He does not think. He just does. Yes. But hey, Salvage is there to do the thinking, and he... MacGyver's or MacGruber's a, uh, an electromagnet out of junk. First he has to stop and transform and empty out his prison wallet. <laughs> a bike out of all the garbage. <laughs> that was stored in his back. Yeah, it is amazing how long they take to show him transform and untransform just to dump his load. It, it's... <laughs> Quite a bit. Just empty his I mean, listen, listen, I just, I love garbage so much, I need it inside me at all times. <laughs> yeah, that that's a problem. That's a I just walk around full of garbage and nobody knows. <laughs> what? This is very bad. My underpants full of garbage. Uh, so, you know, he saves the day, and everybody's wondering, you know, hey, Blur, how did you save those cavemen if you're so bad at uh, literally everything? Saving. Well, he's, there are things he's good at, like going very fast. He's got to go fast. Yes. But uh, they have repaired this black box, and it turns out that it was Salvage who wanted to, s- to save the cavemen from the meteors, and it was Blur who wanted to leave. In fact, he tried to take off in the ship without Salvage, while Salvage was out looking for a caveman. He's out looking for Ira, because everybody else had gone, and they were getting him on a little raft, and there was one missing, and Blair was like, yeah, I'm gonna 
Go look for that last missing caveman. See you later, buddy. And then, yeah, he was back at the ship trying to escape without saving anybody. Yes. So he is a big liar and kind of a sociopath. <laughs> and then these meteors just start hitting this cave, so they had to go into stasis. Yes. They saved Ira. He gave him the little Energon crystal that he had when we saw him. And mm-hmm. by he, I mean salvage, not blur. Yes. Blur yes. did nothing of use. And so, you know, Heatwave is still not into this. You know, he's like, so, you know, salvage is pretty good. Blur, that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Heatwave is... He's given up on him already. He's just yeah. like, I cannot train this guy. Too old to begin the training he is. <laughs> yes. It's not but, that he's uh, too, old. too much of an asshole to begin the training he is. <laughs> yeah. And then and you know, Prime is all gonna well listen, just as just as salvage finds use for everything, so too can you find use for blur. Yeah. In this metaphor, he is garbage. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Which is true. I do like how Prime comes in and is like, we've discovered some troubling footage. And, I mean, it's bad, but the way he says it kind of makes it sound even worse than it is. Uh, I think that's also what people find if they would say if they found my phone. My phone We've is discovered some uh, troubling footage. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, that is the new recruits. That we kind of leave it. I mean, not exactly a cliffhanger, but it's clearly a stay tuned for next episode in which this plot continues. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, but, but it is a good. I mean, it 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 does a good job of really making you not like Blur. Yeah. Surprisingly so, yeah. Yeah, kind of surprisingly so for this being like a kid's show. Yeah, I mean, we do have some interpersonal conflict, but in general, uh, you know, nobody's a total irredeemable dick, but that's Blur. <laughs> yes. He is. I mean, even like the, the whole episode, the first episode with High Tide was about teaching him not to be such an irredeemable dick. Yes. But no, we get to the end of his introductory episode and Blur is still an irredeemable dick. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean the thing is, he's a sneaky dick, whereas at the very least, High Tide was out in the open about his dickery. Yes. Yeah, he was. High Tide's dickishness was at least in regards to trying to train people. Like, his, his methods were worked, but were not great for the rescue bots. We yes. Know. He was argumentative. Where Blur is just does not think. Not not that he doesn't think about other people. He does not think. <laughs> no thoughts. Stupid. No shit. thoughts. Only Blurple. Yeah. <laughs> if he were a cat, he would. No, he wouldn't be an orange tabby because orange tabbies are at least sweet when they have no yeah. thoughts in their head. He would be a <laughs> yes. calico. Ooh. My calico has no thoughts, but also destructive tendencies, <laughs> and wants to kill the mailman. <laughs> Poor girl. Uh, but you see, so yeah, this uh, this is an enjoyable one, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it comes, what happens next. Although, unfortunately, what happens next is a clip show. Womp womp. Yeah. 
mean not like not like victory had clip shows. No, there's plot developments on like interstitial with, stuff. I I say as I play with Victory Leo. Yeah, at least it's got like it's not just a clip episode out of nowhere with no point to it. Yes. It does at least have story relevance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, this week on one, two, three, four, five. Five man! Suck my blood! <laughs> okay. okay. Yes. Um the, the Ranger family, they're having a barbecue down by a river. And, in a van. and stealing food from each other. No, there's no van. There's just a Aww. little little table with with a umbrella and and shish kebabs. But their Ooh. barbecue is ruined because a boulder rolls through. Just a giant boulder runs through and crushes their picnic. Yeah, that seems unfortunate. That'll uh, that'll ruin your plans. Because the, uh, the evil scientist Doldora of Zone wanders through. It's like, ha ha, I'm here to kick your ass. She opens a little box. There's a stag beetle in it. The stag beetle giant grows to the monster of the week, which looks really cool because it's a beetle monster and it's hard to go wrong with that. It's true. He, he has like a shield and a, and a giant mace flail thingy and, and tough armor that the rangers can't even cut through. It breaks their swords and shit. Anyway, so the rangers, in quotes, are, well, in brackets, all gasp. I still love the subtitle fun. <laughs> and then a new guy arrives who looks like a weird, well, weird alien in that he has a weird helmet mask thing that might be supposedly part of him, and he's got a cyborg arm. And But he's here. He shoots at the rangers, but he's not trying to shoot at the rangers. He's trying to shoot through them at Doldora because he's trying to hunt and kill her. <gasps> Don't hunt and kill her. He's a scar knight from the planet Romano. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it turns out oh, yeah. that... I guess that's the uh, planet where everybody talks like this. <laughs> oh, Deborah, the kids. Well, m- m- maybe. It, it turns out he's a scar knight from the planet Romano. And What's the planet s- Romano... I want to know more about these scar knights, because this sounds up my alley. This he, he has a logo... Hmm? I was going to say they've armor made of scabs. Oh, that sounds no. unpleasant. <laughs> no, that's bad. Well, I, I don't know if it actually explains it. He has a logo on the back of his cape that's like, oh, the skim- symbol of the Scar Knights, which just looks like a kind of a squished figure eight. So it's just it's a thing that sounds simple. cool, is what you're, what you're telling me. Cool. Oh, that's boring. Anyway, <laughs> his name is Prince Ray Zuba. Yes, he is Prince Ray of Romano. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Deborah, my parents. Yes, so that was going through I'm my I'm very head. tall. I'm from Long Island. I, like, in my notes I made, oh, he's pl- from planet Ray Romano, and then they give his name, Ray Zuba. It's like, fuck, you write the jokes for me. I don't even have to try. <laughs> the joke is uh, right there in the text. Yeah. Well, Ray, R-E-I, is how you would mm. normally spell it with a Japanese but like, this name, but Ray. Ray Romano being famous, and per- they probably don't even know who Ray Romano is in Japan anyway. Yeah, this was from 1990. It's way before yeah, Ray Romano. Yeah, no. Unless he was named after Amaro Ray. Mm. Oh, he should have Zuba been. is uh, kind of an odd name. 
He's got a cape and a cyborg arm. Anyway, as we're going to the commercial eye catch, he sneaks up on like some guy fishing on a river to suck his blood because he's a vampire. <gasps> because he's had to turn himself into a cyborg as the last survivor of his planet, the first planet that Zone destroyed. See, that's and the kind of knights in- that I like are the kinds that are also like vampires. Yes. So in order to survive and make himself stronger, he's become a bloodsucker. Not that he actually succeeds in sucking any blood this entire episode, but he keeps trying multiple times. I, I once did a little question on Twitter asking people if they could guess what my world of what class was my World of Warcraft main and not a single person guessed that I was a Death Knight main. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, do, do, do you like, uh, uh, fuck, Mel Bounet, I forget, what's his first name? Mel? Uh, Elric. I Elric. think, Elric. I think Elric. it's yes. that they were more, most of the guesses were either Druid or Hunter, so that's fair. I mean, as a fun job, yes, but no, D- Death Knight would be my first choice for you. Like, <laughs> if you ever get into Final Fantasy fourteen, Death Knight. Well, I gotta play through Final Fantasy IV on my analog pocket first. I'm having a very fun month of things that I paid for literally a year ago finally showing up. Okay, I, I get that feeling, yeah. <laughs> like, well, again, victory it, saver I think, here. I think in Final Fantasy XIV, Death Knights are tanks, but I don't well, truck with tanking, so who cares? Dark Knights, and I think well, that they're yeah. probably, like, multi- class or multi-role. Or there's also Reaper, but I'm not sure how you feel about a scythe. Yeah, scythes are cool. Well, okay, then that might be your second choice. <laughs> anyway, wait, where was I? Oh, it's vampire thing. Like, uh, Daldora shows up. Ha-ha! You're a vampire! With whatever, I don't give a shit. But he was also t- talking to the, the Black Ranger about, oh no, I'm the last of my planet, everyone's dead, including my sister. But then Doldora shows up with his sister! Oh no! He's like, unless you kill the Black Ranger, we'll kill your sister! What, is this, what is this Dragon Ball bullshit? It is Dragon Ball bullshit. <laughs> and and uh, Ray of, of the planet Romano is genre savvy enough to know, no, that's not my sister, you're just faking it, so he shoots at her. And it turns out, <laughs> yes, he was. she was just a mook. In disguise, it was like that, that. That was nice. It's like being that genre savvy back in the nineties was refreshing. Uh, where was that? Um, oh, and then in the process, the, the Black Ranger takes a laser shot for, to, that was aimed at Ray. It's like, oh no, you can help me. And, th- and then he's all like, no, no, don't suck other people's blood. Suck mine. The Black Ranger a couple times is like, no, suck my blood oh, instead. Sexy. Yes. It's like it, it's fanfic baiting. Hot. Especially since later the, uh, Ray tries to suck the blood of a child in the Black Rangers. No, suck my blood. Please, suck my blood. Oh. It's like, dude, chill. But I love Ray it. never actually does it. Boring. It never goes that far. Because spoilers, he's only a one episode character. Aww. Oh, and the Black Ranger even the title drops and saying, suck my blood. <laughs> Uh, but it, anyway, final battle. Everyone's there with Monster and, and Daldora again. And Zuba manages to sneak up on Daldora, takes a bunch of hits. But it turns out 
Oh, he has a bomb inside him, and he has restrained her and is about to blow her up. The one that was in charge of destroying his planet. But then the rangers are in trouble because their swords break when they hit the the beetle monster of the week. And he's like, ah, fuck, I gotta save you guys. Let's because go Because beetles her. have armor. Let's go of her, and then Suicide bombs himself really slowly, enough that the Black Ranger can try to stop him but get thrown away. Mm-hmm. And Ray Zuba gets blasted a bunch of times, but eventually does get up to the Beetle Monster and blow himself up, which does not kill the Beetle Monster. It just scratches him enough that the Rangers can shoot him and then kill him. But not entirely kill him because he gets absorbed by the giant Stay Puff Marshmallow robot thing to become the giant monster of the week for the giant monster fight. Oh. So Ray's sacrifice really didn't do shit, barely. Aww. It's like you could have blown up, told, whatever, it's very sad. Rest in peace, Prince Ray of Planet Romano. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Yes. R.I.P. in peace. So it was an interesting episode playing with some ideas that like come up every once in a while, but like Ray Romano <laughs> just like on a platter it handed it to me. Oh, and, and I wish I could remember more of Ray Romano's show to make more jokes other than his brother being tall and having a really deep voice and it's like uh all these things in it and his parents were annoying. Oh, yeah, because they lived next door. Which is a thing that confused me because my grandparents lived next door to me as a child. It's like, they're not annoying like this. Is this why? It, is this what Italians are? Are Italians annoying? Maybe. Maybe it's an <laughs> Italian thing because my grandparents also live, like, right up the hill from us because it was in the middle of the woods in Alabama. And uh, they weren't that annoying. Well, then again, two houses down... Was was it great uncle and his Italian wife, and they weren't really annoying. <laughs> Granted, we don't talk to their kids anymore. Oh, that's, oh no, <laughs> they moved somewhere. Well, the marriage, divorce, and they moved. Fuck all. I don't know. Oh, it's not like that. It's not like we are not on speaking terms anymore. It's not. It's not like nothing bad ever happened. There was just moves and lost track of people. Or they stopped talking to us for some reason. I don't know. Because you were too cool. Everybody loves Ray Zuba. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that does it for this episode. We'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots action. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on IaconUnderground.net, where you can find our Patreon. Uh, the Patreon itself is at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. Uh, for the month of December, we have rung in the holiday season with the classic He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. Which left me with a lot of questions that I wish I would have asked Bob Forward back when I ran into Bob <laughs> Forward at a lot of conventions. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think we've picked anything out for January yet. Well, I haven't picked anything since it's my birthday month. Oh no! So I'll come I up to with... figure out something weird. Or did I even have an idea of anything? No, not really. I'm sure you can think of something. 
delightful. Mm-hmm. Something super fun. Also, as a, as an aside unrelated to our Patreon specifically, I have started a Mastodon server uh, at Retro.Pizza uh, because I do not wish to be on Twitter anymore. Uh, and yeah, well, the, 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 there was some funny shit today that it would be too topical to add, but it's like it was entertaining to watch the disaster again. But yes, it, it is a hellscape. <laughs> this is the hell site. Uh, so yes, everyone's welcome to join me over there, except for Nazis. We're banning Nazis. No one can tell me not to ban Nazis. It's my server. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so until next time, when we enroll in Rescue Bots Academy, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Web surfing Nazis must die. I'm David. <laughs>